Yeah, yo, I can't, I can't even try and top Freddie Mercury's voice, and with COVID on the on top of it, I can't even bring myself to want to try to do that. But welcome back to Boozy Bracketology, the podcast that believes in three things: strong drinks, strong opinions, crowning champions, and we are working our way through the best Queen song bracket. And I've got three phenomenal panelists here. Well, two and Mike, but you know. <laughs> We make do. <laughs> We've got three panelists here who are going to be making the calls. Let's go ahead and meet them. Oh, Lord, let's start off with uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. The ACC football schedule got released today. And unfortunately, Jeff, there is no NC State on our schedule. But Jeff, my friend, how are you doing? What are you drinking? Well, uh, I guess uh, I guess football is a thing that they play up here. We're, uh, we're, we're knee-deep in basketball season. We didn't even notice the football schedule coming out. So... Uh... Nothing else happens around here until the basketball is done. So uh, this is why we need to get out of this freaking conference. <laughs> hey, man, when you share uh, share space with us, Wake, UNC, and Duke, it's uh, <laughs> um, we want to talk about what brings in much more money. It's Florida State and Clemson. <laughs> hey, the Hurricanes, we're having a great year. We are having a great <laughs> you, year. Yeah, <laughs> y'all are, man. Uh, you are. I remember Jim Laranaga back when he was at George Mason. George uh, Mason. Oh yeah, beating UConn. Yeah. Yeah, that was a hell of a, that was a hell of a run. Uh, so um, anyway, <laughs> back to what I'm drinking. Uh, I am actually on the other cocktail from Booze and Vinyl's recommendation for uh, Night at the Opera. This is quite appropriately the Bohemian. There you go. All right. We'll take that. Let's head on out to Ra- from Raleigh, North Carolina, out to Huntsville, Alabama, tour in the South here tonight, everybody. Mike Mott, my friend, how you doing? What are you drinking? There it is. There it is. Yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, I've got myself uh, the Citrus Singularity Double IPA out of, uh, it's from Trim Tab Brewing. It's one of their Light Visions collection. Uh, they're, they're, uh, they never miss. They're always they're always a, a good drink. Uh, they're I'm starting to they're starting to be a little samey though. I'm, I'm it'd be nice if they mixed it up a little more because they're all they're all just very they're very good IPAs, but they're very uh, they're all double IPAs. They're very citrusy for the most part, you know. But I still have never gone wrong with them, and this one is no exception. It's like 30 degrees here, so it's not necessarily the appropriate weather for it. But whatever, it's what I had in my fridge, so I haven't gotten I haven't gone on a beer run in so long. I feel shame. But I'm making do. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Drink what's in the fridge. Drink what's in the fridge. We gotta stop the IPA madness, though, man. There's uh, we, uh, we just went to a bar uh, on Tuesday, uh, my Tuesday night drinking group that has a uh, it's like a forty or so long beer list. Thirty of them are IPAs. Oh, <sighs> yeah, that's it's, too much. Yeah, come on, man. It's it's winter. Put some fucking stouts on your menu. It's it is it is legitimately becoming a problem that that it's all over. It's yeah. so much, so many IPAs, and yeah, and you're exactly yeah. right. It's Jan- well, it's actually February now, but it's winter months. I want a good stout. I want a good porter. That's mm-hmm. that's more what I what I'm looking for, and I just don't I don't feel like I see a lot, at least not locally. We did that in Tallahassee. We went to a bar, and I really wanted a stout. The only stout they had was Guinness. <laughs> Oh right. no! <laughs> I mix it up a little bit. Exactly. Some flavor. It's a college town, yeah. so I kind of get it. But like, you've got thirteen IPAs on the menu. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, it was it was probably really cold there. What? It was probably about sixty. 
Yeah, actually, Tallahassee is pretty cold, <laughs> but sixty is on average. It was sixty. <laughs> it was a beautiful, beautiful weather. So, yeah. well, let's head on down to Fort Lauderdale, Brandon, my friend. How are you doing? What are you drinking? I'm I'm good. I'm quite good. Uh, it was a hot day today, eighty degrees. I was telling Jeff that uh, we had these Red Bull high divers in town. And they dive off 89 feet in the air and land like right by me. And I have to be there to save them. No injuries yet. Almost one close concussion. That was okay. Everybody survived today. That's all that matters. Um, I'm drinking. Speaking of IPAs, I'm not a big IPA fan. I'm not. I love a good amber. This time of the year, I want an amber. Like you guys said, a stout porter. I love a good amber. But speaking of IPAs. I got the Copper Point Brewing Company A10 Red IPA. Ooh. 7%. Why did I get this? I was telling you guys last week, I love the song One Vision. It's in one of my favorite 80s movies, Iron Eagle. And a great movie about this kid in high school. He's trying to learn how to be a pilot. His dad gets caught by the Saudis. He flies over with Lou Gossett Jr. to save his dad's life. It's a good flying movie. Yeah. So let's go with this. One vision, I'm telling you guys, Bohemian, better watch out. <laughs> let's try this. We're not having this matchup today. Maybe you should have saved these uh, our respective drinks mm. for, uh, <laughs> for the next episode. <laughs> this is a really, really good IPA. I'm not a big IPA fan, but this is really good. I like it. Now let's get on. I'm not an IPA fan either. I actually... Um... I do share your your love for amber beers. I like amber beers. Oh yeah, uh, not a big fan of amber hurt. I actually had a joke about her, but that joke would just shit the bed. So we're gonna move on. <laughs> uh, so for those that don't know, she's crazy as fuck. Yes, she's crazy as fuck, and probably still should not have lost that lawsuit. <laughs> well, she should have. Johnny Depp is insane as well. Well, God. I will throw this out there. So, so because I'm so I keep all of my illnesses and stuff like that very close to the vest. I don't tell anybody. Uh, so it comes as a surprise to everyone. I have COVID and I decided that to shit the bed. No, no, I did not shit the bed. Thank God. <laughs> but I decided that I can taste I, all of my taste buds are intact. But you know what? If I'm going to go down with if I'm going to go down with COVID, and I'm going to do a, another recording with COVID. I'm going to finish a bottle that I've had in my fridge or in my pantry for three four years now this is a bottle of iw harper it is the most disgusting bottle of this <laughs> you you hate that yes. bottle you're gonna finally yeah. get get rid I of honestly it honestly kind of enjoy iw harper but i know how much you hate it so so iw harper i've had two of their bourbons and this is one of the worst bourbons i ever had it's their standard barrel it's from four years ago their new stuff are probably fine <laughs> their 10 year in a little it's like a, in like a crystal barrel a crystal uh a glass Bottle? Whatever bottle? it's called, decanter, whatever the bottle, yeah, mm-hmm. um, is delightful. It's one of the better bourbons you can get. So, <laughs> I.W. Harper, you're really kind of uh, you're taking your taste buds into your own hands. But cheers, y'all. Cheers. <laughs> I hope it aged. No, it's, <laughs> it still tastes like feet. <laughs> I'm not a Tarantino guy, but like this is what I imagine his mouth tastes like. <laughs> oh, I mean. Chris, isn't it possible that just some distiller was playing a prank at some point and just like uh, dangled his, 
Oh. Yeah, yeah, just dangle these feet into the uh, into the fermenter, and uh, you know, somehow whatever uh, came out of it <laughs> managed to end up in the distillation process. Oh my god! <laughs> well, we're gonna go. We're gonna jump right in. We got two play-in games before we get to the regular game. So, uh, play-in game number one. Oh, this is gonna be fun, Jeff. We're starting with you. We have got play the game taking on Bright on Rock, Brighton. Brighton Rock? Brighton. Brighton Rock. Brighton Rock. I'm American. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> It'll be a good thing, though, Jeff. Uh, take us away for the 16 seed. Oy. Uh, all right, then. Uh, I don't know. What, a bright, what does a Brighton accent sound like? Uh, sounded pretty good, Jeff. <laughs> sounded British. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> from all the soccer I watch, right? Uh, right. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, neither of these songs stick with me all that much, but maybe Brighton Rock sticks with me more. I think of play the game and I end up, my mind goes to a Kansas song. So I think, well, if that's happening, clearly the queen song isn't sticking with me as well. Uh, so I'm going to go with Brighton Rock because it was just more interesting. It was more different. It was more fun to listen to. Well, Brighton Rock picks up its first vote. Mike, over to you. Yeah. And I said, you know, I set up all the songs in the playlist and started listening through and it, when Brighton Rocks comes on, I went, holy crap, this is the first song that we've gotten to off a of Sheer Heart Attack in the bracket so far. It's like, how did it take long to get to Sheer Heart Attack, which is a great mm-hmm. album? Uh, and Brighton, Brighton opens that album, and it's a fantastic album opener. Uh, it's just It's got that that drive to it that really brings you in, and, and the guitar work is, as usual, amazing. The thing with, with Play the Game, though, that, that gives it an edge is it's catchier. Like when I'm when I'm trying to to think in terms of like you know which song has as more of a a melody that stick is more likely to stick in my head I'm probably going with play the game but I think that Brighton Rock to me is a little more musically interesting so it's the one that I'm more likely to go back and listen to I think it makes it just a little bit of a better song so I'm also going to vote for Brighton Rock but it's a close it's a close one Brighton Rock's got a two nil lead it's moving on Brandon what do you think I'll be quick about it uh, Brighton Rock. I agree with both of you guys. It's definitely a little bit more of a, a better musical quality. But Play the Game, I've always had a little love for Play the Game. It ha- it's 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 witty, it's fun, and Brighton Rock seems to be all over the place at times. And Play the Game, it's just quick, it's fun, I enjoy it. So I would go Play the Game, but I'm okay with Brighton Rock. Well, Brighton Rock is moving on. It's going to be taking on the one seed here in just a couple of minutes. And we are moving on. Mike, you're taking the lead on playing game number two to pick out the 15th seed. Is it going to be the song Breakthrough or Stone Cold Crazy? You know, I thought coming into this that I knew exactly which one I was going to vote for on this one uh, because I love Stone Cold Crazy. Uh, to be honest, the first version I heard of I heard of Stone Cold Crazy was actually Metallica version that they put on the second CD of Garage Inc., which basically was one of my go-to albums my senior year of high school when I was driving, driving around all the time, finally with a little bit of freedom. Uh, so I didn't hear the, um, the queen version until I got to college and, uh, starting, uh, definitely legally purchasing music, uh, in no way doing anything <laughs> illegal involving things that rhyme with schmap Um, <laughs> but no, None I of us ever did this in 1999 and 2000, no, not, not a thing that happened at all. Uh, <laughs> But but then I heard the Queen version, of course. I'm like, that's amazing too. So I thought for sure 
that Stone Cold Crazy was going to win this one. But then when I was listening to him back to back, I was doing it, did it several times over, really trying to figure out. And ultimately, I think Breakthrough is the better song. I love the main riff, uh, that little like, it, I think it's a bass effect. It's like a bass effect or it might be a synth. I'm not entirely sure, yeah. but it, I, I meant to look it up, but it's the bass, bass line on that is just so cool. I think it's, uh, again, it kind of goes back to my previous uh, vote. I think as much as I love the raw edged earlier queen stuff, I think that breakthrough is more musically interesting song and it's more likely to get stuck in my head. So I'm actually go- going to vote for breakthrough. Did not think I was going that way, but that was a wild ride right there. Mike turning into Mr. Toad. Brandon, what yeah. do you think? <laughs> So I was telling you guys how to put this bracket together, and these two songs, I when I was putting the back of the bracket together, I was looking at averages of where people rank things, and Stone Cold Crazy tend to be a little bit higher at times, but then sometimes very, very low. And Breakthrough was always kind of in the middle. Um, Stone Cold Crazy, that open, and then the guitar work. It's just a really cool, fun, fast-paced song. It really is. And shout out to Garage Inc. Great album. Like they had quite a few covers on that album too. Really fun Metallica album. Uh, I love Stone Cold Crazy. But since I was younger, Breakthrough, just how it, you wonder how it's going to start. It starts very soft and it picks up and then it catches you. And it's another one of those Queen driving songs. Mm-hmm. I enjoy hearing that song while I'm driving. And you can tell Freddie, it's another one of those music videos, if you get a chance. It looks like the guys are having a great time. They're on top of a train, and I think a helicopter flew around filming them as the train's going, and they're just playing on top of this train. Um, It's one of the later albums. I forgot if it was off Innuendo or Miracle. But it's one of those songs that you wish you got a chance to hear it live. We, I wish they were still touring at that time. You got to hear that song live. So I'm going to go for Breakthrough. Breakthrough has got the the point, uh, the playing game so far. Hmm. Let's see. Jeff, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, listening to the two of them, Breakthrough is the better song, so the more fun song. Uh, nothing against Stone Cold Crazy, but but yeah, Breakthrough is the, the choice here. Well, my nickname in college has been Eliminated breakthrough is moving on <laughs> All right, we are moving on back to the top it's our play-in winner of brighton rock taking on the one seed from the right hand side of the bracket don't stop me now we're starting this one off with brandon don't stop me now it's just such a fun damn song i mean lyrically and then people have a bunch of different thoughts on what the song is about you can think about what you think it's about but you know, Freddie's just having a blast singing this song. Brian Mays touched a lot about it, about where Freddie was at the time, where the band thought Freddie was. And it's another one of those Queen songs live that it was just, it was one of their fun live anthems. Don't Stop Me Now. It's one of those near perfect Queen songs. It's moving on. Well, we'll find out. Next one, next vote here goes to Jeff. So on the 15th of October, 1962, the British government and most of the British weather forecasting uh, establishment switched their uh, forecasts from the Fahrenheit scale to the Celsius scale. (laughs) Don't Stop Me Now was recorded in 1978, which, unless I am wrong, is after 1962. (laughs) 
Yes. Freddy, why are you Mr. Fahrenheit instead of Mr. Celsius? I knew also, right where that was going. I know Brian May. <laughs> I know Brian May is an astrophysicist, so maybe y'all should have been Mr. Kelvin. <laughs> anyway, I mean, yeah, Brandon, you said it. Don't stop me now is a fun as hell song. I love listening to it. I, I at first when I looked at this, I was like, "That's a number one seed. That's pretty crazy." And you know, as as I go through listening to the songs, I'm like, "Oh yeah, all right, I get it. I definitely get it." Uh, don't stop me now is moving on. Yeah. Gets my vote. Well, you know, there's a certain amount of, um, highbrow humor you're going to get when you invite Mr. Woodhead on a podcast. <laughs> there's your daily dose. <laughs> Mike, do we have this right? Oh yeah. Um, first of all, 200 degrees Celsius is too damn hot. That's why they call him Mr. Fahrenheit. <laughs> He's not even boiling water. I, I will. <laughs> No, it's I it's it's funny that Jeff mentioned the seating because when I first saw Don't Stop Me Now as a number one, I thought the same thing. I love the song. I uh, I love its energy, I love its dynamics. Uh, it's it's got everything you want in a Queen song. It's got perfect harmonies, it's got an energetic vocal from Freddie. You know he's enjoying himself because he literally yeah. says having a good time, having a good time. The whole band's enjoying yeah. himself. I, but I was still surprised to see his number one seed because for I think for a more casual music fan, when you when you say name a Queen song, I don't necessarily know that "Don't Stop Me Now" is going to be the first one of the first couple that comes uh, out of their mouth. But but Jeff's one hundred percent right. When you're listening to it, you completely understand. Yeah, this is like if I'm this band and I'm putting forward a song that represents what I stand for, it's it's hard to go wrong with this one. So yeah, uh, you know, like I said, uh, nothing against Brighton Rock. Obviously, it's a sixteen seed versus a one seed. Those don't don't go on very often. It's a great song though. Uh, but yeah, definitely don't stop me now. Moves on. Well, I'm not going to stop you now, Mike. But I'm going to stop this podcast because we are moving on. Jeff, you are kicking us off here. We get the eight nine matchup, the eight seed of innuendo, the nine seed of Flash Gordon, and I want to hear your opinion. Well, I'm, I'm not really sure how Flash Gordon made it onto this list. To be honest, I'd never really even heard of the movie, much less the song. And I listened to the song and. It didn't really make me want to watch the movie. It it kind of felt like it was half a song. <laughs> it, it honestly felt like there is a really good song there. It could it could get to you know Princess of the Universe level in terms of like telling the story of a movie or something if it was fleshed out a little bit further. But it, it just feels like it never was. I guess it feels like it just kind of. Uh, it was it was a good idea for a song. And meanwhile, innuendo is it goes the opposite direction, right? It is it is a heck of a ride for the entire time. It's uh, six minutes of uh, I mean, maybe not Bohemian Rhapsody in terms of how many times it changes its uh, uh, musicality for uh, just on a dime, but it still goes through a lot of different iterations, and it's that kind of richly developed production uh the beautifully layered textures that you expect from a queen song so i think in this case you gotta give it to innuendo innuendo's got its first vote mike jeff uh how have you never heard the song before I'm sorry. Uh, no. You know I'm not a superhero fan, Mike. I, I know. <laughs> no, I, honestly, my touch point is the movie Ted. 
Oh, oh like the, the the stuffy movie? Yeah. The, yes, yes, the bear. <laughs> that's 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 what I think of. So no, yeah, I, mean, I like, haven't seen that one either. Unfortunately, I forgot he was in it. I forgot oh, yeah. about that. Oh yeah. yeah, but but you're you're one hundred percent dead on, Jeff. It's 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 a it's a kitschy little tune. It's but it's just it's a it's kind of it feels like the theme song of, for a movie that it is. It's not you know there's not a whole lot of there there. Meanwhile, I I had actually never heard Enuendo before this bracket. That's a fantastic song. I love the way it builds up and then breaks down and then randomly goes into this whole like mariachi thing in the middle and then gets ripped yes! out by a guitar solo. <laughs> it's it's like it's one of those queen things where they just mash a whole bunch of different ideas together and make it work in such an amazing way. They they do that incredibly well. And uh and you just I don't know if it's just because if it's just the hindsight of knowing that everything that was going on with Freddie and that this was his last album, but when I listen to it, I feel like I can really hear this additional like emotion behind his voice. Like he's really just pushing himself to give it his all for this one final go. Now the uh innuendo all day. All right. Innuendo is moving on but not without hearing from Brandon. So Flash Gordon, I completely agree that it's, it's a shame because a song, it can be fun. And then there's that middle part where it slows down and you really hear Freddie's voice come out. It's really nice. And then it goes back in and it stops. And like, what happened to the next extra minute and a half of the song? It's like, you expect more out of it. Then there's innuendo. Innuendo, since I was started listening to Queen when I was about seven, eight years old, we're talking about one of my top five Queen songs of all time. You're you go on a motherfucking journey. <laughs> there is Bohemian Rhapsody, and I will abide. Then you got innuendo. This dark to me, the more put together, amazing song. I'm not saying it's one of the greatest songs of all time, but I think it's it's just an incredible journey you go on, and then you're like, you get here, 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 and then you get to the middle, and you're like, what just happened with the mariachi band? Then it's like regular mariachi, then you bring in the heavy guitar and the drum, and then you go low again, and you finish it off. Innuendo I will abide forever is such an amazing, incredible fucking song. I love innuendo. Don't stop me now. You better watch out. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Innuendo's moving on. Innuendo is moving on, and so oh, are and, uh, we. Fun fact that I forgot to drop in when I was uh giving my uh my my spiel uh before the flamenco uh-huh. interlude thing was played by yes guitarist Steve Howe. Ah, interesting. So, there you go. <laughs> cool. Yes, it was. <laughs> All right. I think Jeff forgot who's hosting this damn show. We're moving on. Are we? Are we, Chris? Come on, Chris. Mike, you are kicking us off here. Uh, this is the 12-5 upset possibility. The five seed is Killer Queen. The 12 seed is Bicycle Race. Take us away. Uh, yeah, this is our last opportunity for a 12-5 upset. And... Uh... If it's going to be, if it's going to happen, it's going to be Bicycle Race over Killer Queen. <sighs> Bicycle Race is a fun enough song, but does it rhyme gelatine with laser beam? Is it guaranteed <laughs> to blow your mind every time? No, no, it isn't. You know it. You know it isn't. Come on. Killer Queen is amazing. And and I'm sorry. 
I get that it's it's of its time because it was on the it was what seventy eight was when jazz came out or something like that with bicycle yeah. race, but or seventy seven, seventy seven, seventy eight. Yeah, y- you don't like Star Wars, Freddie? What the hell, man? Come on, like that. I mean, that was probably a pretty bold thing to say at that time. So my hats off to you. You know, you don't like Jaws, you don't like Star Wars, whatever. But no, Killer Queen. I, I love Killer Queen. It's such an amazing song. Like it's so, it's so much fun. Uh, I really do actually, in spite of the the lines about Star Wars, I think Bicycle Race is a fun song. I actually really like a lot of its themes, but Killer Queen is just one of those songs that has a special place in my heart. So I'm giving Killer Queen my vote here. Killer Queen's got its first vote. Brandon, what do you think? Um, <clears throat> this is another one when I was putting the bracket together. I was surprised Bicycle Race on average was so low for people. It's one of those songs that people think about Queen – I think Bicycle Race does come up in a lot of people's minds at times. Killer Queen, it's great. Beginning Queen. Like, you, when you think of, like, early Queen, you think of Killer Queen. But for me, I have more fun with Bicycle Race. And the music video, come on, you gotta have a bunch of naked girls riding around on bikes. And I gotta <laughs> say, so there's two songs on here that we collaborate together. We are champions. We will rock you. Fat bottom girls, bicycle race. We already knocked out fat bottom girls. I got to take bicycle race with the upset. Well, uh, we come on, Jeff. A one to one tie heading into Jeff, and as you know, on a three person boozy bracketology, the host gets to give his points or gives give his opinion before the final decision is rendered. Jeff, I'm going to tell you. There's a reason I'm not a panelist on this show. <laughs> but I'm just going to say, let chaos reign. <laughs> Man. Uh, y'all had to give the hardest decision of the second round, possibly the hardest decision of, of, of the entire first round of this bracket to me, didn't you? <laughs> Yeah, I, I was kind of like cursing life when I saw the Brandon had paired Killer Queen and Bicycle Race together because they're both such fun songs. <laughs> I, I I love listening to both of them. I, I do, in fact, love to ride my bicycle as well. So it's got a special place in my heart as uh, someone who likes to cycle around town. At the end of the day, though, I've got to think, which song do I appreciate the most musically which song yeah obviously i'll listen to both of these until the uh the the sun goes down mm-hmm. what's a little bit surprising to me when i started thinking about this matchup was that i don't usually like it when bands mention their own name in the song it, it's kind of annoys me like you listen to bad companies bad company or big countries in a big country or something and it's just kind of like okay great you said your own name in a song Good job. And so the, I think the very first time I heard uh, Killer Queen, I thought, oh, it's another one of those songs where he mm-hmm. mentioned his own name. They just emphasize yep. the queen. <laughs> oh, OK. You're queen. I get it. <laughs> but the more I listen to it, there's I, th- I think I might have mentioned this in the previous episode. But and if not, I've mentioned it on other music boozies we've done is that. The mark of a great song is one where you can listen to it and hear a different thing each time. With 
with Bicycle Race, I feel like you can listen to it and you're you're, you're, you're hearing the same thing. It's an awesome thing. Mm-hmm. It's a great thing. You're hearing the same thing. With Killer Queen, you can concentrate on so many of the different things that are going on in the song at the same time, right? You can listen to it and listen for Brian May's surprisingly excellent guitar work on a song that isn't really one where he's meant to stand out. You can listen to Freddie. You can listen to some uh, some interesting uh, vocal layering. And when you think of what Queen is, that's what they are, right? They are building layers of sound on top of one another and creating a beautiful canvas from just massive amounts of stuff that they throw at the the record. So I think in terms of what song, not only is it a better song, but a song that I think more encapsulates the band, mm-hmm. I have to go with Killer Queen. Jeff, I said let chaos reign, not more of the same. <laughs> Killer Queen is moving on, and so are we. Gentlemen, got a handful of matchups left tonight. Let's not. Uh, yeah, COVID brain's real, y'all. I'm telling you. I, oh, my God. Mike, what's the term we use? Belabor. Thank you. Let's not belabor any points. We're moving. <laughs> It's been a week. All right. Oh, man. Brandon, you're up next. Do you want to go with the four seed, I Want to Break Free, or the 13 seed, Save Me? Now, this, for me, is my upset special. I Want to Break Free, that's a very popular song, a very love song. Have I understood ever why it is? No, not really. I've never been a fan. I've tried. I really have tried to enjoy I Want to Break Free. I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure it's a John Deacon. And most of the John Deacon songs I really, really do enjoy. I'm pretty sure it's him. The music video, I think it was Roger Taylor's idea for them all to dress and drag in the music video. Save Me, though. Save Me, I've always felt that... uh, it's almost when you guys hear the Beatles and uh, don't let me down. So when like John and Paul, like don't let me, it's like the intensity and save me. Freddie's giving it like, save me, save me, save me. It's just the intensity is there. I've always enjoyed save me. Not a perfect song, but it's a good song. If I want to break few moves on, I get it. But I feel like we do need an upset, so save me for me. Well, the upset is uh, possible right now. We're moving on here. Mike, what do you think? Okay, Jeff, I'm sorry. Jeff, what do you think? <laughs> well, uh, so Save Me is one of my favorite songs. Unfortunately, that's Save Me by Amy Mann. So <laughs> I got really confused here. <laughs> and... I still will see the song, the, the title "Save Me," and think of Amy Mann's Amen. <laughs> chill, uh, chill song from Magnolia, rather than you know, uh, it's an early <laughs> Queen song too. The, the early Queen song, uh, but I want to break free is one where it it really just seems like they're 
having some fun with it. They were enjoying themselves in the recording studio, and I kind of get that energy from it. So, yeah, I'm going to be boring and chalky again and vote for the favorite, but I really like I Want to Break Free, and so let's move it on. All right, Mike, you know what happens now. I get to give you my elevator pitch, and I love chaos, (laughs) and I don't know music. (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know how this leans you one way or another but i love i want to break free so mike it's over to you (laughs) oh uh speaking of someone in need of a tourniquet uh to me this was the uh sorry that was an amy man save me reference To, to, to me this one was the uh i i think this one was probably the hardest one of this round for me because these are both great songs to me I want to break free is, is amazing. It's, you know, it's got that it's, it's got a very memorable hook, but so to save me. And I, I didn't want to have to be the one to make this decision. Cause I was kind of, I was kind of on the fence one way or another. So I'm kind of, I'm sitting here sort of playing the songs in my head right now and seeing which one is drawing me in more. And frankly, Brandon said something that, that kind of hit with me a little bit. It was, it was similar to what I was going to say, but the parallel that he drew was particularly interesting. When I listen to save me, I I feel the same thing he's feeling where it's just like, there's that extra desperation in Freddie's voice. Like he is yeah. really selling that. And the comparison to don't let me down by the Beatles is really apt, I think. And I think that was, it wasn't intended to be a buzzer beater, but as he was talking, that was, that was kind of tilting me a little bit that way. So, um, I, I love I Want to Break Free. I didn't necessarily envision it going out this early, but I, I think I got to give my vote to Save Me here. Oh, we got the upset. Save Me, the 13th seed, is moving on over I Want to Break Free, one of the better-known Queen songs out there. Whew, and we are moving on. We'll fix that. Listen to Save Me. It's amazing. Uh, Mike, I will, I will say, you know, you, you may have an opportunity to do this later, but I'm going to take it away from you. The fact that we had a different iteration of Save Me that we talked about, and you did not bring up the theme song to your wife's favorite I, show. I was going to go. I was oh. going to go. Well, ag- I was going to mention since we walked out, you know, we did our recessional down the aisle to two queens. Uh, You're my best friend that I mentioned last time. We did walk into the reception to Remy Zero's Save Me, which is another. <laughs> so that's another Save Me song. But But to me, that's an additional testament to the Queen song is that. There are several other songs called Save Me, but when I see the Queen Save Me, I immediately know. I was like, yep, that's that. Yeah, I can hear it in my head. So, Well, it's time to move on. Jeff, you're kicking us off here by berating your panelist, I'm assuming. You've got <laughs> the six seed I want it all versus the 11 seed love of my life. Yeah, now, now I don't get to tell the story about how I want to break free was... Uh... Uh, had the music video banned in the United States because of its use of drag. Yeah. Something that you you Floridians are intimately familiar with nowadays, I'm sure. I mean, Uh, Jeff, that that was, that was from a different time where we're, we're, we've moved past that as a country. We we never ban anything with drag involving drag nowadays. We are so much more cultured. I, (laughs) um, anyway, uh, Dudes wear dresses. Get the fuck over it. Um, Since anyway, Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, right. <Yes. laughs> anyway, so I want it all versus love of my life. Uh, enjoy both of these songs. The one that always is is going to stick in my head the most is I want it all. Uh, it has 
you know the uh, the nice reach out and grab you uh, quality to the way it starts, uh, which I'm a sucker for. I got to admit it. Just makes you kind of sit up and say, "Oh, I guess I'm listening to this now." So uh, um, that gets my vote. Well, I want it all. The higher seed, as usual, is uh, one vote up. We are going with the next pick over to Mike. Yeah, Love of My Life is is a beautiful, heartbreaking song. Uh, I like that it got it got a nice little showcase in the in the film, the Bohemian Rhapsody film. That was that was nice. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm with Jeff here. I want it all is one of those songs that I just feel like it's quintessential queen to me. I feel it's one of yes. the songs I feel like I has always been around. Like even as a kid, when I, when there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of songs seated higher on this bracket that I didn't know was, was not aware of, but I feel like I want it all. It feels more like one of those. that's always been a part of my life and it's a fantastic song. It grabs you. It's, it's got amazing, amazing music. It's, and you just, you just love the, you love the unashamedness of it. It's like, know what fuck you i want it all and i want it now like there's something there's something to be said about that you know it's it's it and it, it's very fitting for the excess of of a band of queen's era so yeah i'm i'm jeff jeff got it right uh i want it all gets my vote too i want it all's got another vote love of my life is not moving on but let's hear from brandon let's see if we have a sweep all right so this actually was my most difficult pick of this part of the bracket love of my life it's a gorgeous song. It really is. Uh, my fiance Alex and I would both love that song very much. And during concerts now, when they do play, there's usually Brian is known. He did it for the Taylor Hawkins concert, the tribute concerts. Brian will go out and play it acoustically beautifully. And during their concerts, he'll, uh, Freddie will pop up in a hologram and they'll hold hands. And it's heartbreaking. It's a beautiful song, but man, it's not a banger. And I want it all since I was young for a long time. I want it all was my favorite queen song. The lyrics, they're, 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 they're gritty. They really are when they're talking, they're going, they're gritty lyrics and it's loud. It's a later queen song towards the end. And Freddie knew, Freddie knew. And it's one of those songs I just brought up earlier tonight. It's one of those songs I wish we had the opportunity to see live. That would have been a great live song. I want it all. I want it all is moving on. I love, I love, love my life. But I want it all is a much better song. I want it all is moving on. And we have got three picks remaining in this episode. We are going the next one over to Jeff. Or no, over to Mike. I apologize. Mike, you got the three seed somebody to love or the heavy underdog, the 14 seed. Now I am here. Go ahead. You, you know, this is a little tougher than maybe should be based on the seating because now I'm here is, is a cool song. I mean, it's got a great main riff. It's an, it's early queen. It's another, another song off sheer heart attack. It's got and it's got an interesting structure, and they would play around a lot more with structure as they continued on, obviously. And and of course, I've heard you know somebody to love is by far the better known song. I mean, it's all over classic rock radio. But at the end of the day, yeah, it's it's all over classic rock radio because it's such 
a unique and interesting and powerful song. It couldn't have been done by anybody else. Freddie's ver- Freddie Mercury's vocals just allow that song to soar and the way that they build it up, break it back down the way the way they that May's solo kind of comes in, drifts in and rips apart the harmonies in the middle part. It's Somebody to Love is one of those songs that when I first heard it, it really made me go this this band has is just there's so many incredible things that they can do. It's it's it sticks out to me for that reason that that they could record a song like that and it's it's still a rock song, but it it it's just such an interesting rock song and you just can't imagine anybody else doing it. It's quintessential Queen to me. I hate to continue just being like, oh, pick the favorite, pick the favorite, but yeah, Somebody to Love wins this one for me. But somebody loves got to vote. Next pick goes to Brandon. Now I'm here is a fun song, but uh, you're going against perfection. Somebody, you know what we haven't talked about at all. I think I I briefly brought it up with We Are the Champions. Freddie Mercury's piano work. Freddie Mercury's piano work, and somebody to love. You get it. So I say live. God. Damn, he loves singing that song live. And it's, now I don't think everybody knows, it's a love song to Aretha Franklin. It really is there, his love song to like, I love you, you're an amazing woman, thank you. And uh, for the music. And it's their pretty much version of a song of hers. And like how Elvis crazy little thing called love another very it's not something you expect queen to do and they do it beautifully roger taylor once again singing backup off the drums amazing somebody to love it's i just keep on going on and on somebody to love is beautiful gorgeous amazing incredible and perfect somebody to love has got its second vote jeff do we have a sweep yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to add other than what the other guys said. Uh, now I'm here is a fun rocker. Somebody to love is what you lis- want to listen to when you want to listen to Queen. So, yeah, move it on. And we will move it on. Somebody to love going to the Sweet 16. Two picks left this episode, gentlemen. Let's keep it moving. We have got... The seven seed, the show must go on, taking on the ten seed, seven seas of rye. Wonder if he's talking about whiskey. I'm, who knows? Brandon, go ahead. So I will give a shout out to Seven Seas of Rye. I think of the popular, like well-known Queen songs that people do somewhat know. It's the most underrated, I feel at times. Seven Seas of Rye is a fun song. It is. It's older Queen. It doesn't really get a lot of the love. It doesn't. Now you're talking about probably the most heartbreaking fucking song Queen ever did. And I know we, you guys, we talked about uh, Who Wants to Live Forever before a very big ballad. It lost. But the show must go on. Freddie, I think, passed away three weeks after he recorded it. Something like that, I believe. And his voice and everything is perfection. They barely got him into the room to record and he nailed every goddamn note and he let everything out. It's a beautiful song. It is heartbreaking. 
and I did my bracket a few weeks ago just to look at it. And I'm looking at the lead eight, and I was crying because I'm like, I don't want to see this happen. This matchup, the show must go on, is such an incredible song. It has to move on. Well, the show must go on picks up its first vote. We're going to go over to Jeff next. Yeah, uh, this one is a is a, a difficult one because Seven Seas of Rye is. You know what? I'm just going to read you the first three lines here. (laughs) Fear me, you loathsome, lazy creatures. I descend upon (laughs) your earth from the skies. I command your very souls, you unbelievers. (laughs) It's a fun song. Who who this side of Colin Malloy writes that? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's... It definitely sounds like somebody misplaced a December song in the Queen discography somewhere but it, you know they're queen they make it work but yeah brandon's right i as much as i want to vote for seven seas of rye because it's really is a worthwhile song can you really vote against just the it's something the queen doesn't do a lot is pathos right <laughs> but <laughs> this is a dude staring his own mortality in the face and pouring it out there, uh, and almost the song it makes me think of the most, oddly enough, is uh, Life is a Cabaret, at the end of Cabaret, mm. when uh, uh, Sally Bowles is singing her heart out. You know she's you know crying inside, and she's everything is falling apart around her, but trying to put on the happy face and saying... Yeah, everything is great. Everything's wonderful. Uh, that's that's what the show must go on reminds me of, and I think it's uh, it, it's doing a great job at it. So uh, move that one on, uh, and Mike will hear from you next. Yes, we will, Mike. Do you have a sweep? Yeah, we have a sweep, but I uh, definitely want to give another shout out to uh, Seven Seas of Rye. Uh, Brandon mentioned about uh, when we're talking about somebody to love about Freddie's piano work, the piano intro to seven seas of rye is fantastic. It, it draws you right in. Uh, and I do love the way that Brian May's guitar kind of drifts around the melody for a while before all of a sudden erupting when it gets to the solo part. It's a, yeah. it's a great early queen rocker. It really is. It just did not stand a chance against the show must go on. And honestly, throw out that obviously with there's there, the heartbreaking nature of this lat you know the last song on their last album with with Freddie Mercury that in that he recorded and stuff like that throw all that out i'm listening to that song it hits that chorus and i'm pumping my fist like the show must go on like i'm like hell fucking yeah the show yeah. must go on I'm like it is it's it just gets you fired up it's that kind of song I uh, I think and I think it works even without that. Well, I know it works even without that additional element behind it. That additional element just makes it even that much more powerful. Yeah, we we definitely got this one right here. Shout out to Seven Seas Rye, but show must go on. And uh, I, I would not be surprised to see the show must go on. Maybe pass the next round too. I concur. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I will say. If you are looking for a good budget-priced rye whiskey, (laughs) uh, not a sponsor, not a sponsor. Could be. The Bullet Bourbon Rye is phenomenal. It's a really spicy rye whiskey. You will enjoy it. We are moving on. 
and, and, and all the loathsome, lazy creatures fear it. So, <laughs> does anyone want to tell Chris that the uh, Seven Seas of Rye is R H Y E, or <laughs> just let him continue running with it? I it says Rye on my paper, sir. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. I, I thought it was R Y E. Oh, maybe it's I'm R H Y E. Well, we're moving on. <laughs> Our next pick, the two seed, we will rock you. Taking on the 15 seed, the play-in game winner of Breakthrough. This one is starting with Jeff. So, obviously, We Will Rock You is at every sporting event. Everyone knows the little stomp, stomp, clap thing. Uh, And it's got a real nice, self-indulgent guitar solo towards the end, which I am always a sucker for. But which song is the better song and which song am I going to actually want to listen to more? Breakthrough. I'm not going to like voluntarily put on We Will Rock You and listen to it. If it comes up in a, in a uh, sporting event, yeah, I'll do a little stomp, stomp, clap thing or whatever. Uh, and then just cover my ears when we get to We Are the Champions. Uh, <laughs> but Breakthrough is... Again, I go back to what we said with the uh, innuendo Flash Gordon matchup. We Will Rock You is half a good song. <laughs> it is uh, it is this kind of spareness that you don't really expect or really even want from Queen. Uh, not that it's bad. It's just not Queen. <laughs> Breakthrough is... You know, what Brandon, you said it was a, it was a perfect driving song. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I think it's my vote here. So, yeah, I voted. For, I think I voted for the favorite in every other matchup, but hmm. I'm voting for the the underdog here. Uh, let's get this 15 seed going here. Breakthrough. Well, the underdog is trying to break through to the round of 16. Mike, you're up. Can can we really send? We will rock you home in a best queen song bracket in the first round. Maybe because Jeff's kind of right. Like it is, it's tailor made for being played in sports arenas and everyone knows it. And pretty much everyone knows it's queen. And I mean, but it, it is, it's, it's, ext- it's an extremely catchy stomp, stop clap type of thing. But that's it. And then you get, yeah, again, you get the little self-indulgent guitar solo at the end. But it's, other than other than on the harmonies, I feel like you're not really getting, like, Queen as a band everything that they're capable of doing. Yeah. We, we will rock you. It's, again, I think Jeff said it well. It's it's fun when you hear it, but it's not a song you're going to, it's not one of those things you're going to seek out and put on because you're going to, you're going to hear it the next time you go to a ball game and you're going to, you're going to stomp, stomp, clap along with everybody else. But it's, it's more of a communal thing. It's not necessarily the thing that, that queen does. And I was looking at this matchup and that, and the way I started, this was literally what I was thinking. It's like, can we really send, we will rock you home this early. But I think we can, because I think that if I'm going to, if I just, if I want to hear a rock song right now, a queen rock song right now, and I'm going to put one of these on, I want to put on breakthrough. So it's it's bizarre to think about it, but yeah, uh, we will rock you is going home because I'm going to give my vote to Breakthrough too. Well, we're ending this on an upset of upsets, one of the bigger upsets in boozy bracketology history. Let's see if it's a sweep or not. Brandon, what do you think? 
I really wish I had the first or second pick. I really wish I did. Because then I would have been able to agree <laughs> the breakthrough and I would have been able to solidify it as well. Breakthrough is just so much fun. And we will rock you. Everyone knows it. And it's kind of a shame, actually. Like, I and Jeff, I, I respect your views on We Are Champions. I think We Are Champions is a much better song than We Will Rock You. I think it is. But the two of them, people think of that all the time, those two songs. It takes away of the catalog of great songs. So people are like, oh, of course, these are so famous and popular. They're the better songs. No, they're not. Breakthrough's a fun lyrically. It's a good lyrically, a good song as well. And it has pace. It's fun. Breakthrough with the Cinderella. I don't know how long I'll move on, but one round. Bye-bye, we were Rocky. Well, that ended quickly. <laughs> Breakthrough is moving on to the round of 16. And let's just take a look at this side of the bracket. In the next round of this side of the bracket, we're going to have Don't Stop Me Now taking on Innuendo, Killer Queen against Save Me. I want it all taking on somebody to love. The show must go on taking on Breakthrough, a 7 versus 15 matchup. And you're going to be able to listen to that plus all the episodes or all the picks from the first half of the bracket on next week's Boozy Bracketology Listen, if you enjoy what we do, a couple things you can do to support us. If you want to support us financially, patreon.com slash PTEBB is your home of all of our exclusive content, our bonus content. Also, a great way just to say, you know, we appreciate what you do here. Uh, if you want to be like Brandon, jump on there and donate. Not donate. It's not a donate. You're, you're getting stuff for this, but we appreciate yeah. it. We really do. If you don't have the financial means to, to support the show right now, listen, I get it. We've all been there. Uh, do me a couple of favors. Uh, five-star rating, write us a review. That'd be absolutely awesome of you. The other thing you can do is you can come join us on the lounge, fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology on Facebook, or hit up our Discord. Uh, PTEBB.com slash Discord will get you right to our server. We're all on there spending more time than we want to admit to our bosses talking BSing and having a good time. Having a good time. Having a good time. Sorry. <laughs> we keep on going on that. Oh, I have lost control. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for the Boozy Bracketology Podcast, I have been Chris. I've been Jeff. I've been Mike. I'm Brandon. We'll see you next week. Have a good one.